You are listening to Insights, produced by the University of New South Wales Law Society, a podcast dedicated to bring you an insight into law school, the legal profession, and legal issues. The production team would also like to show our respects and acknowledge the Bedigal people, who are the traditional custodians of the land, of elders past and present on which this podcast is made. episode is sponsored by Freshfields Brookhouse Derringer, which is a leading global law firm headquartered in London with offices in major cities around the world. Its main practice areas in Hong Kong include dispute resolution, finance, antitrust, corporate and IP. The firm offers Hong Kong internships in January, June and July and participates in law fairs and presentations during the year. During the four-week internship, trainees will be assigned to sit with associates and work on a real legal task. Up to 10 students are recruited for each program and priority will be given to penultimate year students who are fluent in written and spoken Mandarin and English. Applications for the 2022 January internship program are open until 30th of April this year and are to be submitted through the Freshfields website. For this episode of the podcast, we have invited someone who has extensive experience working at Freshfields in the area of corporate law, specializing in capital markets, M&A and private equity. As a graduate of UNSW Law School, our guest completed his postgraduate law certificate at the University of Hong Kong before joining Freshfields as a trainee solicitor. He is now a senior associate of Freshfields and he joins us virtually from Hong Kong by the wonders of technology. A huge welcome and thank you to Felix Hung for joining us today on our podcast. Hi. Hi, everyone. Very nice to be here. All right. So just to get to know you on a more personal level, can you tell us a bit about your current interests or hobbies? Interests and hobbies. So I'm pretty normal kind of guy. I, I like um, getting outdoors, a bit of hiking, a bit of tennis, uh, none of which I'm particularly good at. Cool. So it's definitely a change of environment um, in comparison to being in the office all day. Um, having lived in both Sydney and Hong Kong, what are your favourite parts of each location? And does the lifestyle differ significantly? So for those who haven't been to Hong Kong, so Hong Kong's very, um, very vibrant, fast-paced city. Um, everything's very small. So most people live in micro-sized apartments, um, so so we're kind of indoors a lot. Um, so um, when we can get out, we try to get out to um, outlying islands, um, the mountains, for a bit of hiking. Um, everything's very convenient, so because it's, everything's so small, um, we can get around in cabs within, um, say, 15, 20 minutes to most locations. Um, so life kind of follows a very fast-paced lifestyle and time tends to go by pretty quickly. Um, Sydney um, is, you know, I miss a lot about Sydney and Sydney is always going to be home. Um, so I miss the weather, I miss, you know, reasonably priced coffee. Um, you know, things are pretty expensive here in Hong Kong, as you, you might find out if people come over. Um, and also food in general, I think, like, um, you know, Australia has a lot more um, more of a multicultural scene, I'd say. Um, so you can get kind of get really authentic food from different cultures, which I don't think you can get as much in Hong Kong. And as mentioned earlier, you completed your bachelor's at the University of New South Wales, which is the place that I'm sitting at right now. Um, what made you want to study law at UNSW? Did you s- decide early on or did it surprise people around you when you told them that you wanted to do law? Um, no, it didn't really surprise anyone. I think... Um, 
I I picked UNSW because my, both my parents went there, and so I was kind of um, kind of decided quite early on that that was kind of the the, the school I wanted to go to. Um, and I think at the time, I, I think I looked at the program, and it was also you know one of the best law schools you could get in Sydney. And I still think back um, that it's actually a very challenging law school. Um, all the subjects that you do are actually quite, I think, quite difficult. Um, a lot of bright minds around you. I can I can still remember kind of sitting in, in I think probably one of these rooms right here that you're in. Um, a lot of bright minds, a lot of kind of bright ideas. So, um, so it's kind of an easy choice to study. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's so smart around here. It makes you feel um, a little bit daunted, I suppose. Um, and given that there are so many different pathways within the legal sphere, did you ever imagine that you would be in the position that you are now? No, actually, I think if, if I was thinking back when I first started law school that I'd be in Hong Kong for, for almost 10 years, it, it wasn't really the plan. Um, I, I thought I'd kind of come here for a few years and then kind of always end up back in Sydney. Um, so, so it's actually, you know, it's funny how, how life can kind of take in different paths and once you start on one path, you might just really like it. So, um, so it's, it's been quite a natural progression staying at Freshfields and in Hong Kong. So what made you want to stay? What made you want to pursue a postgraduate law certificate in Hong Kong instead of, um, doing a practical legal training course in Australia? And how do you think it's different to what we do over here in Australia? I'd say that, um, you know, the PCL first of all is, is something you need to do if you if you want to be a transfer in Hong Kong, um, and it, it differs quite quite a bit from PLT in the sense that it's quite a lot of contact hours. So you, you do need to be in university for uh, two semesters. Um, it's it's actually I think I look back and it's it's quite a good program, especially if you come from um, an Australian university and you're looking to transition into Hong Kong. Um, PCLL gives you that that initial um, kind of understanding of Hong Kong law. It kind of eases you into it. Um, and also, if you're new to the city, it's just a great way to meet people as well. So, so not having too many connections here at the start, um, doing PCLL was um, just a good way to meet people in your peer group. So they're all just people that are essentially trained solicitors in the same same peer group as you across different law firms and. Um, so it's kind of a good way to make different connections in the city as well. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I know I, talking to people in the past, a lot of people didn't like the Hong Kong Park because of the PCLL route and kind of having to spend extra time studying. But I, I'd kind of look at it on the flip side in the sense it's, it's kind of a, an extra year to have a different experience. Um, if you didn't do exchange, it's kind of like you know, spending a year abroad doing exchange. So, so I, I quite, quite enjoyed my, my year at HKU. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people would appreciate it's sort of um, a, a good transition into legal practice because mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't unsure about what exactly that might entail. Like um, they, they might be looking at a different career, but through doing that course, they, they have a better understanding of what exactly legal practice is like in real life, um, other than just doing a uni course on it. Yeah, I think it's quite different from doing a bachelor's degree in the sense that they, it's a lot more of a focus on, on actual practice. So, so um, there'll be electives on um, corporate law, um, 
there'll be, um, you know, uh, you know, you you actually practice speaking in court. So one of the one of the electives, sorry, actually, I think it was a mandatory required course, was that you have to go to court and speak in front of a real judge, and um, do plea and mitigation. So it's it's all kind of stuff that makes you feel like you're actually being a lawyer for that for that year and doing actual. Um, what you might expect it to as um, when you do qualify. Uh, so, so that aspect of it can kind of really tell you if, if, if you know, um, you're on the right path. Um, and it's also broader than kind of, you know, what you would do once you join an international law firm, because um, at an international law firm, a lot of it's focused on corporate clients and, um, uh, you know, the business world in general. Um, in the PCL course, you, you focus on you know, different areas as well. So you, you see what it's like to be a family lawyer, um, you know, a wills and estates lawyer, or, or kind of a general um, trial lawyer as well. So so you kind of see different aspects that you, you might not get to see again once you start at an at a international firm. That sounds like a really, really well-rounded um, education. And also the practical side of it is really beneficial, I'm sure, um, to everyone who's gone through that path. So as a casual segue into our discussion about your career and Freshfields, um, do you have a favorite part of the Hong Kong office that you would like to share with our listeners? We are here in um, Quarry Bay. So that's where our Hong Kong office is. Uh, we moved here about three years ago and to a, quite a new building called One Island East. Um, we're high, quite high up, we're more in the 55th and 56th floor. Uh, so, so how I'd describe it, it's a very modern upgrade from what we had before. Um, everyone has standing desks. Uh, we have um, we have an in-house barista who uh, who uh, you know makes coffee for everyone. It's normally charged on normal days, but um, on Monday it's free. So it's quite a nice perk to have. Uh, we have a wellness room with, with a massage chair. Um, we even have a little gym as well. So it's, it's quite a nice office and it's quite modern. It sounds like they really care about your well-being, and you can't really remove the lawyer from um, coffee, their coffee fix. So um, you began your legal Very career exactly. at Freshfields through completing a training contract. So what was the experience like for you? Training contract is, um, you know, probably, probably, um, one of the kind of um, quickest parts of my career so far. So it, was, it just went by really quickly. Um, so how it's set up is that you you rotate across each practice group in the law firm. So you would get a seat in corporate, you'll get a seat in IP, um, dispute resolution, um, perhaps ACT and, dis, uh, and finance as well. Um, um, it, so that's about a year and three months of the, the two-year training contracts. And then nine months of it, you spent um, in another Freshfields office. So you spend six months in London and then three months in um, either Beijing or Shanghai. Um, and so the idea is you, you get to kind of build a network with um, people um, in different offices and kind of see how things are done in different offices as well. Um, so so the, the secondment aspect of it, I thought was quite unique. Um, and it's not something that all law firms would, would offer. Um, so it was quite a good kind of experience to, to see that the, where we're headquartered at and kind of a big mothership uh, with, with other, um, you know, trainees in, in the, the London office. Um, so that went by pretty quickly. Um, 
and it's also a good opportunity to do a bit of traveling as well so um in in your six months in london and um three months in uh, china most people take the opportunity to kind of just see different cities in, across europe so it's quite quite um quite a nice experience overall i think it's good that um you get that rotational through through the different cities um and maybe some people might decide that they feel like staying in London. So that, that really gives them um, a good, well-rounded view of the different offices that Freshfields has. And maybe they find that one office is um, more preferable to them because they, they like the city um, more. So that, that seems like a really good um, traineeship. Um, so as a multinational law firm with offices worldwide, what do you think makes Freshfields stand out amongst the other firms? I think I think in a way we're quite similar to a lot of other international firms. We we have um, you know very big clients. We have um, we have a long history. We're one of the oldest law firms. Um, but I think what probably sets us apart is probably more the people, um, and that that comes kind of just going you know in and out of work daily. You you see the same people all the time. Um, so so kind of having that collegiate atmosphere, having um, you know, bosses that are, are you know, um, you know, understanding of of your different commitments and kind of um, can appreciate the hard work that you do. That's that's all kind of comes into um, kind of the fresh freshness culture. So I think that aspect of it is something that I I I thought is made me stay for you know all this time since since my training contract. Um, so I think, I think that's probably something you would have to do an internship to actually appreciate and kind of see for yourself. So on that note, do you have any advice for listeners who want to apply for a role at Freshfields or anything that you would like to have known, um, when you were in their shoes? Looking back, uh, I'd recommend people to follow their own path and not kind of worry too much about what other people are doing. Cause I, I, I think back to my, my, um, time as a student and I was looking at other people and a lot of people getting paralegal jobs and kind of, um, you know, there's kind of, there's a competitive aspect to, to, to kind of building out your CV whilst, whilst you're a uni student so you can get these internships and, you know, looking back and sometimes being on the other side of the interview table, um, and looking at CVs, it's, it's quite, sometimes quite refreshing to see people do different things, um, you know, whilst they're a student and, do things that they enjoy. Um, and I think it all comes into kind of a broader set of skills that you can bring um, to when you do become a lawyer. So, so I wouldn't feel too, too, um, too tunnel vision on, on those kind of things and kind of look broader into what, what interests you and what extracurricular activities that you want, you actually enjoy yourself. And then it makes you kind of present yourself in a, uh, in a, a more unique way. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of kind of general applications in um, to Freshfields, um, you know, there's a lot of the basic stuff. You, you need to make sure you know your CV. Um, you know, Priscilla, our, our um, HR for, for graduate recruitment, she tells me a lot of people still get their applications wrong. So kind of writing the wrong law firm in the application form and things like that. So it's kind of, you know, if you if you do have a genuine interest in a law firm, you, you want to make sure that you've um, done a bit of research on it, um, you know, know the background and make sure your, your application is polished. Um, and then, 
um, know, know kind of in your head why, why you want to apply for that show. Yeah, so definitely understanding the reason why they want to apply for that firm in particular um, and, and also what they could bring to the firm as well. Um, and corporate law is such a broad area of work. So for you, why in particular did you focus on mergers and acquisitions, um, private equity and corporate finance? Reading in the news about, you know, big corporations doing big deals. Um, so that aspect of it always interested me about about um, you know, working at an international law firm. And so corporate is kind of one of the areas where you can kind of um, almost have a backstage pass on those types of transactions and kind of see how things are put together, um, see how, you know, basically reading the newspaper article and kind of knowing all the background behind how, how that, that, that transaction came together. Um, so that, that, that aspect of it is quite, quite interesting. Um, and in corporate, you're, you're also kind of running the point on most of the issues on a, on a transaction. So you're, you're, you're kind of the focal point for the client and you need to be able to kind of process information from different um, specialist lawyers, um, local councils, um, um, you know, the other side's lawyers and kind of process that all, all for your client. So I think that aspect of it's quite challenging and it's quite, it's one of the things that um, made me want to pick corporate. Yeah, and that's because business is so international. That's the, the main, I think the main link between um, all, all the different countries that they do business with each other. And of course, the, the companies inside those countries do business with each other. So that's, that's such an important part of our world. Um, and so as a follow up question, what are some challenges in your field of work? What do you think would be the greatest challenge actually? You know, part of being corporate um, a corporate lawyer is that you, you're working on these transactions that often cross border, across different time zones. So you, um, one aspect of it is that you do kind of, it does suck up a lot of your time. Um, so, so being able to manage your time, manage your, your personal life and kind of have some sort of balance in your life. That's, that's, you know, that's one challenge of it. Um, and you know, people find balance in different ways. Um, but I think, um, you know, in general, as a corporate lawyer, that, that aspect of it is probably um, the most challenging, I'd say, because, you know, the work is interesting, but it does, it does tend to not fall neatly between nine to six. It comes at different times. Um, you need to be able to cater for, for cross-border time zones. Um, so, so I think that aspect of it always, always is challenging um, and something people grasp with over time. Um, I think another aspect of it is just kind of um, similarly to kind of being at UNSW Law School, you, you're, you're surrounded by a lot of bright people. So you need to be able to be kind of on top of the issues and react pretty quickly. Um, and if you, if you don't prepare well enough or if you're not thinking through the issues um, or, or as well prepared, it's, it's quite easy to be caught, caught um, off guard and um, you know, not have a response. So I think that aspect of it in kind of is, is um, also a big challenge yeah um and in relation to the first challenge that you mentioned with the time zones um there's definitely more more of that issue i think because everything has shifted online um so has a global pandemic actually affected certain areas of your work and how have they affected that the global pandemic has definitely um 
changed the way we work. Um, so we, you know, we always had the technology to do Zoom and video calls, but it was something that wasn't really embraced until the pandemic. So, so these days, um, instead of physical meetings, a lot of times we do do Zoom. Um, and I think people are kind of generally moving away from, from that um, old mo mode of working where everyone needs to be locked into a big boardroom for, for hours and hours. Um, so, so I think technology has played, a, you know, um, has really been kind of brought to the forefront due to the pandemic. And another aspect of it is, is just um, kind of we call it agile working. So we um, these days, um, a lot of us have got, gotten used to working from home. Um, and at Threshold, we, we encourage it. Um, so so um, there is um, an aspect of, you know, most people have home offices set up so that there's no kind of requirement for you to, to always be in the office. The work environment, I'm sure, is very different because of that. Um, and so finally, do you see corporate law changing vastly in the next few years? You know, I think corporate law, um, you know, the, there's some aspects of corporate law that, that don't change too much. I think um, so the, the practice of M&A and um, you know, IPOs, I think at, at its core is still the same type of work. Um, but obviously there's, there's innovation and, and you know, the way, way we do things do change. Um, so for M&A, for example, I think a lot of the due diligence that, that people used to do um, required uh, you know, physical contact or physical meetings to, to get done. A lot of that's brought online. Um, in terms of um, um, IPOs, I think uh, in Hong Kong we, we have um, what we call printer sessions. Um, so everyone goes into a printer to, to kind of finalize a prospectus um, for, for the IPO. I think hopefully that aspect of it might change in the future because I think that's that's still one aspect of it that that's quite um, old school and traditional to, to have everyone in, in in one meeting room to, to finalize a prospectus. I think hopefully in the future that might might be brought more brought to a more kind of um, online way of um, working. Um, so hopefully, I mean, hopefully that aspect of it will, will change as well. Um, but I think at its core, um, you know, the work we do is still 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 quite similar. Thank you so much for your time today, Felix. I'm sure our listeners have a better understanding of not only Freshfields, but the firm's outstanding legal associates of one which you are representative. Thank you for listening to Insights by UNSW Law Society. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes.